When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey friends, this is Matthias Roberts, and you're listening to Queerology, a podcast on belief in being. This is episode 135. I learned to write songs like, what is my experience that's our experience? Like, how can I grieve for all of us? How can I express joy or whatever? How is this my story that that then is authentic and it's our story and I can sing for other people that can't do it? Rachel Kurtz is a Minneapolis-based singer and songwriter who's been touring and singing for almost 20 years. Her powerhouse voice and heartfelt performances have been electrifying crowds in Atlanta's Georgia Dome, New Orleans Superdome, the Texas Alamo Dome, and hundreds of other concert venues from coast to coast. She's recorded multiple studio albums, but recently she came out as queer and released her new single, Gay Kids, a love song to every queer kid out there from a queer mom. I am so excited to have Rachel on the show today. I have been hearing Rachel sing for years. She's been at so many events that I've been at. And and so when she came out, it was super exciting. And I thought, we need to get her on the show. (laughs) And then she released this single. We're going to play a little bit of it later on in the episode. Uh, We're talking all about Rachel's journey, uh, but also her heart that she has for spreading joy or writing music that uh, people can relate to. A quick little note, a little bit later on in the episode, we do talk about psilocybin mushrooms. And I just want to know, it is a criminal offense in the United States and in many other countries, punishable by imprisonment and or fines to manufacture, possess, or supply psilocybin mushrooms, except in connection with government-sanctioned research. So as you're listening to this, you should understand that this is just intended to portray Rachel's experiences with psilocybin mushrooms and is not intended to encourage you to break the law. (laughs) And no attempt should be made to use these substances for any purpose except in a legally sanctioned clinical trial. I just want to be very clear about that. No announcements today, so let's just go ahead and dive in. Rachel, hi, welcome. Hi, it's so great to be here. Oh my gosh, yeah, I am thrilled. This is, I think this is going to be so much fun. <laughs> I'm so excited, and I get really excited to see all your success and like the love that you're getting on the internet. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, well, to start, this is the question I ask everyone. 
what are your identities and how has your faith helped form those identities? You just said my name is Rachel, but I'm Rachel Kurtz. And I, my pronouns are she, her. I am queer, but newly so, like oldly, but newly so out and understanding my queerness, which is super fun to do in your 40s. And my other identities are I'm a single mom. I'm a singer and a speaker. I love making things. I'm a good cook. Yeah, I'm a good kisser. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and, and how is faith formed by identities? Church was my primary identity my whole life. I went to church to grieve my parents' divorce. I went to church for companionship, for friendship. And then I really wanted to serve God. And I grew up Pentecostal. And then in my 20s became Lutheran, which is a shock to me. And I didn't, I grew up thinking that Lutherans weren't Christians. And then I learned about grace. And then God brought me to the Lutheran church where it was like, oh, you literally can't earn your salvation. That is bananas. And so I'll tell you a little bit more about this story later. But this is sort of, I really believe prophetically that this season of my life is the answer to all of my prayers in my 20s to serve oh, God. Oh, I'm excited to hear about that. You're saying like you're newly out, but you've, it sounds like you've maybe known this about yourself for, for a while or have at least had instincts in that direction. I, I'd love to hear some of that journey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I love telling all my business. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally, now that I'm out and really identifying the signs of my queerness, you could see it running through my whole life. I always had queer friends. I had crushes on my friends sometimes, but didn't realize that some of that was having a crush and some of that was just friendship, which was great. But yeah, I, I, I always said if I met the right woman, but I didn't know that I really meant it. And then, you know, when you're drunk at a bar, sometimes you kiss people and I would kiss women sometimes, but I didn't, I just didn't ever think, oh, it's because you're queer. I just thought, yeah, duh, everybody's on the spectrum. And I assumed I was far less on the spectrum than I was. And then it just turns out I love who I love. And I had a couple of relationships, but one really important one throughout the, the quarantine. And it has just been a revelation to me. It's been the most wonderful gift. And it makes who I am as a human being just make a lot more sense. Like I just have settled into it in a way that I'm like, oh, this allows me now to be the full expression of myself. And I grew up in a very conservative church and it was great because I did all the things right. I was really, I loved Jesus. I didn't smoke. I didn't drink. I didn't do drugs. I didn't make out. I was like a good Christian and just learning about grace and understanding my own queer self. It has just really allowed me to really be honest about who I am, who I'm attracted to, all the things. As my friend Joe Davis says, I'm a lover and a fighter because I fight to love. I just, I love it. I'm newly dating someone new and it's just been absolutely lovely. I'm hearing you use language like coming into yourself or discovering or being able to live more fully. I'm, I'm curious, like, what has that looked like for you to maybe step into this fuller expression of yourself? When I was growing up, I didn't really actually, because I felt like I had a really great church experience. I didn't feel like I was fighting against who I was. 
But then as I've been an adult and started doing EMDR, actually, I'm like, oh gosh, there is a little church trauma there because I was told as a woman that I was too much. I was too loud. I had a strong opinion. I shouldn't be the leader. Like my whole goal in life was to serve God first. And then eventually God would provide a husband who would be my leader. And what was really fun about that for me was that I didn't have to be in control of my own life. I could just use God as the scapegoat. Like it's God's, it's God's doing. And then I didn't have to actually take full radical self-responsibility for my actions because it was God's leading. And I, I feel like I've forgotten the train of where your question was, but that was like, that was just a biggie for me. Growing up in the church, my identity was so deeply entrenched in going to the church all the time and being a virgin when I got married. So you've gone from that world into, again, the kind of like this fullness of yourself. So then I, so what, what I've recognized in my adulthood, most relationships I was in with men, I had to be smaller. I had to have less feelings. I had to have less opinions about things. I needed to talk about things less. I just needed to be less. And every time I've been in a queer relationship, the invitation was to be as much as I am and take up space and have my personality and have my ideas and, and, and just be a fuller expression of me. And potentially I could have that with a gentleman as well, but that just has not been my experience. And so it's so lovely to like be okay being as much as I am of me. If mm -hmm. I can put that like that. Yeah. You no, know, I mean that it makes a lot of sense. Like I, I think when especially in, in in the realm of like patriarchy and <laughs> like all, all of these places of where I mean as you're saying you were required to be smaller. I, I I'm hearing you have been able to step into far more of yourself in your 40s like what a gift in my 40s i know <laughs> and and also like just speaking really frankly like uh, the first time the, the first big relationship i was in it was the first time i never dated someone who was smaller bodied than me and so even just identifying my own strength and like the lusciousness of my body like it's just been revolutionary and such a fun place to explore. And I don't think that some of the ways that I have gotten to settle into my own flesh would have happened with a guy. Because I don't think I would have even known how to explore that in its fullness. So it's really great. I mean, I would love if that's, if that's a topic you're willing to go into, I would love to hear more about that of, of like, even the ways you've been able to step into being embodied because you do exist in a larger body. That's something that society often says you have to look this certain way in order to be lovely. I am hearing you say like you are finding other ways of being that sound very liberative. Well, it's true. And so I would say I have always pretty much always been fat bodied in a different, different sizes of that. So I don't know that I was with men that said I had to be skinnier, but there was a societal understanding of, I mean, in my brain in high school and even into my twenties, the only reason that I wasn't married yet in my twenties was because I was fat 
which is just ludicrous. So just a, a journey of self-love had to happen no matter what. And that was happening whether I was in queer relationship or not. But like the full expression of being a sexual human being, the full expression of, of exploring, just speaking frankly, submission and, and dominance and all of that. Like I just assumed different things because of my experience and then lived a whole nother thing. And it's just, there's so much more play and joy and delight and ecstasy, like all of the things. And certainly for many women, it takes a while for us to just say, fuck it, I'm going to be myself. And that's because of all sorts of reasons. But I, I think that, yeah, that this is just really the beginning of some of this journey for me is astounding. I mean, there's just so many more, more branches to that tree too, but it's, and it's just, it just makes sense for me to be with someone who has a lot of feelings too and wants to talk about it. It makes sense to me to do your own emotional work and then be with someone who's doing their own emotional work, no matter what their gender is. And then just going, yeah, let's just be gut bucket honest. And I have found that I can be honest very, very differently with non-binary folks, with trans folks, with female people. It just is a different level of, of honesty and sort of integrity, really. Yeah. I mean, one of your primary vocations is as a musician, and I've seen you perform many times, and I have listened to your music, and the emotion that you carry comes through in your music strongly, like a whole breadth of emotion. There's a lot of sensuality. There's there's just so, your music is so rich. So, so I'm curious, did music carry that emotional side of you for a while before you were able to step into it maybe oh, yeah. the rest of your life? Absolutely. And if you listen to stuff that I made 20 years ago and stuff that I made three years ago, like just the difference in how my voice gets out of my mouth is so different. And, and there's just a, there's a groundedness that happens when you step into yourself. And yoga was part of that journey and yoga teacher training and friendships and my friends just absolutely holding me accountable. But music was in the midst of my really challenging marriage, music was the one spot I could go when I was on the road. I would be staying with people. I do church concerts, women's retreats, whatever. And I was able to just show up as me. Even as a mom, I traveled with my infants when they were babies because I was feeding them. But even that, getting to set aside being a mom for a while and just being Rachel Kurtz is like a real fun time. But yeah, I, I would say for sure, starting... I don't remember when I made that record, maybe 10 years ago, I made Broken and Low Down. And that was really the beginning, a new way of writing music, a new way of, like when I got my first iPhone and, and got voice memos and could just record any idea I had for a song and a hook, it like saved me because when the muse arrives, and maybe you know this with writing, there are just times where you're in the flow and times where you're not. And so if the muse is around and you have you make space for her. What can come out is so different and so much less forced than if you're just like, okay, today I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write this thing. Yeah. Music was, it's always been a place where I've been able to express my emotions. And and with this last record, full record was uh, like Love Rachel Kurtz. And you can tell I mean every single thing I'm singing. And I wrote all those songs. And that part of myself, I, I really understand that God gave me a gift and then I have, through all sorts of ways, with the help of God and with my own tenaciousness, gotten to use it and grow it and extend it. And I'm so thankful. 
Like it doesn't come from me. I am fully aware it's not all about me. It's not about my ego, but my God, it's fun. Oh, I love to sing so much. It's so much fun. Ooh, I love it so much. Mm -hmm. I just love it. I just had a show on Wednesday and it's just a total treat to get to sing your butt off. It's so much fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, just even the excitement in your voice <laughs> as you're saying that. Oh, it's so great. It's so great. And I've had ideas of where I wanted it to take me. And I was convinced over and over with every project I put out that this was going to be the thing. And I'm going to, this will be the thing that sort of launches it. And the reality is I've lived a really, really amazing life. Even with the struggle, even with the hustle, I've gotten to do adventures I would never have dreamed of. And now with the new music I get to write too, I learned to write songs like, what is my experience? That's our experience. Like, how can I grieve for all of us? How can I express joy or sexiness or whatever? How is this my story that that then is authentic and it's our story and I can sing for other people that can't do it. I, I love it. And, and I feel like your new single that you've recently released called Gay Kids feels like in some ways a culmination of everything that you've been talking about. Totally. Yeah. It's one of my favorite songs because it, it, it is. And I thought I was writing it for kids and it is for the all the, the LGBTQIA kids. But it's it's really for the adults that never had a mom say how proud they were or just say, absolutely, you're in. We'll figure this out together or you're brave even when you're not brave. Like the lyrics are simple and sometimes cheesy, but it is, it's another thing where it's just like every single word. And there are going to be kids that were raised in rural Wisconsin that don't have anyone saying, I am so proud of you and you are shining. And I get to be their mom and sing that to them if their mom can sing it to them. Yeah. Why don't we listen to a clip of it? Sounds great. Like you said, like these these lyrics are so simple, but I think that makes them that much more powerful. These themes of you're all right with me. We're so lucky because of you. These are really, I mean, especially from that perspective of a mom telling their kid that. Yeah, I tried to make it cooler. I tried to rewrite it so it wasn't so... Because for some, I mean, I have really honest friends. And I had a friend that goes, that was like, yeah, yeah, this is a great start. Like now is the editing process. And I tried 
to edit this song. I tried to say the same message with cooler words and it was just all forced. And I just recognized, no, I say the word kiddo and that's what I say. And you're my kiddo and I like you a lot. That's a dumb lyric, but boy, is it true. (laughs) And I have queer kids myself, two of my three kids identify in the queer fam. And, and they're like, what if I marry someone of the opposite sex when I get older? I'm like, great. Like, you could have figured it out. And you and I'm all the way in. And my one son who's not in the music video, who's straight as the day is long and he jokes about it. Like, I'm the only straight one in this whole family. And it's just, no, dude, you, I celebrate the shit out of all of you guys. Like, you're my fave. And I... And so my kids are fully aware of it, that I I am all the way in. And to the point that my daughter Lucy goes, why wouldn't I be okay with you? Like, why do you have to say we're so lucky because of you? Why wouldn't I be okay? Like, why wouldn't you be cool with me? And I'm just like, dude, (laughs) oh, it was, you're all right with me. She's like, why wouldn't I be all right with you? I'm like, come on, dude. Like, give me a break. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's so fun. And every time I've sung it in a bar, like inevitably someone is crying. Like inevitably, when I released the, the the music video, which my friend Kelly Larson put together beautifully, I got so many messages of, God, I wish I had you as a mom 30 years ago. Or I can't imagine being loved with that much joy right from the get-go. So our kids, the kids that are being raised now by millennial uh, Gen X parents, like they are just going to get a different experience than and the kids in my generation from their parents. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Which I think is some of what makes this song even more powerful, because I think we, you know, we do have the knowledge that a lot of kids, obviously, and not all kids get get that experience now. But for those of us who, in some ways, are learning how to even reparent ourselves, who are just now beginning to grieve the childhoods that we didn't get, or being able to see representation on TV, in music that wasn't present when we were growing up. I mean, there's a profound loss and grief there, but also something really beautiful about getting it now. And so I hear that in this song. Yeah, that's just so precious to me. Yeah, I didn't recognize also about representation in the ways that, you know, white women like myself don't have to wake up and get a clue when they were younger. 
But watching my kids get excited about new movies that are coming out, like Luca or Turning Red, like the the queer representation in books and, and movies and whatever, it's like you when you don't grow up in a certain way, you're like, of course, it makes sense when someone brings it up to me. But like all of this conversation around don't say gay and all of that, like how huge it is for kids to see themselves represented in all facets of their lives. It's just the most lovely. So yeah, I agree that, yeah, it's just going to be so fascinating to watch this generation grow up and then eventually become parents and how they're going to do it. Because I'm I'm seeing, because my kids are nine, 12 and 14, and I'm seeing this, um, they're just playing with such big words and trying to figure out even like words like consent because they know it and they know about boundaries and they know about trauma and whatever, but they don't, they're still, their brains are still developing. And so sometimes their uses of these words, and then there's even this big resurgence of, of queer kids in schools and how some straight kids are like, well, I'm not as cool as these gay kids. It's just such a, like a paradigm shift. And so it is just going to be fascinating to see how this progresses and where it goes. I'm, I'm delighted by life and I love humans. And this is all very humany. I'm just talking so much. I'm sorry. No, I love it because, because I think that's highlighting almost as this both and because, because you're telling me about what it's like raising your kids and, and seeing kids in your communities. We're, we're talking about this song. I, I also view your song in some ways though, as a protest song. I mean, you released it right around the time as, as the don't say gay bills came out. And so like, there's, there is this like almost dichotomy there between the celebration in some communities and the ways we're like rolling backwards in others. And, and I feel like this song is fitting both of those places. Yeah. It's just, you can't even really understand how this is happening in 2022 because I have so many people in my life that celebrate their children. Like literally my friend, Jamie Bruce Hop is a really giant advocate and her daughter, Rebecca, is trans. And they're, they are they are like big deal folks. She was in a Gap ad. She has a Marvel comic about her. Like they're really vocal and out. And they're often the voice of trans kids and, and parenting trans kids and all of that. And so what she was saying when I released the song was, because I called her the night I wrote it. I was so excited about it. And I wanted to make sure it was okay. Essentially, not even theologically, but words wise, am I saying anything that hits weird or whatever. And she was like, I'm just so thrilled that there's going to come a song that is not about the suffering that happens when someone was abandoned or rejected by their parents. But there's so many parents that just say yes right now. They just, as soon as their kids come out, they're like, absolutely, we're in. And the kids have the space to be loved and nurtured and and, and whatever. And so I have to be really honest when I say some of the things that are happening governmentally in, in Texas and Florida just feel so ludicrous to me that I can't even really wrap my head around it. Yeah. So it is a bold band, but I'm also just like, no, I just, my goal in, in, and what, what my, my friend, Jody Hoke, she's a pastor up here in St. Paul. She just said, this is the kingdom of God. This is, we need joy so bad in the face of hate. We were desperate for queer joy and abandonment. And so that part of this was, I just wanted to spread 
some deep joy, especially after the pandemic and then all of the attacks that are happening. And there's people in my own family that have strong feelings about trans people in sports and all of that, that I'm just like, how do you think that someone is going to take advantage of this system? I just, you, you are not understanding the kids that just want to be kids and just play with their friends. <laughs> like, yeah. So I just want to spread all of the joy and all of the love. Yeah. It's so delightful to sing this song to groups of people. That's been my desire the whole time. Yep. Yeah. I love that. And I got to sing it at a trans youth protest, which was just a total delight. Oh, no way. Tell me about that. Yeah. It was at the Capitol in St. Paul and it was freezing cold out and the sound was terrible, but it was, it was as all of these things have amped up in the public eye and there was this big rally and there was hundreds of people there and kids and adults and they were just there was incredible speakers and I got to come and bring a couple songs and it was just a total delight and and I, it's fun for me to sing for people that have never heard me before too because they don't owe me anything so the, the reaction is really honest and because the words are pretty simple like there is just a lot of chuckling and delight and some of the lyrics. So it was just great. I loved it. Oh, that's so yeah. fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, as you've kind of gone on this process of coming into your own queer identity, coming into your own fullness, I'm still hearing you use a lot of kind of faith-based religious language as you talk about things. How has your faith played into things now? Like, has your understanding of God, faith, those things shifted as you've stepped into these fuller parts of yourself? Well, I think that in the last few years, there has been a desire to take, like I said before, radical self-responsibility. And so recognizing how I use sort of God as a scapegoat to quote unquote, lead and direct my life so that I didn't have to take responsibility for my own actions in the direction that my life is going and fighting for my dreams and blah, blah, blah. So that's, that was revolutionary to me and recognizing that I didn't actually want control of my life. And I was okay with surrendering it to a, a future husband because that's a lot to deal with. So that, that was beautiful. That was a, that's its own whole journey to go. I did not do my dreams, but I sort of just did the things that came to me rather than go find the things that I wanted. So that's been sort of fun to look at my life and go, what do I actually want to go on? And what do I have to do to get there? Rather than what's showing up at my door and I'm saying yes to things, opportunities that I'm are presented to me. So that's one whole thing. But what I found is interesting is that there's certain things that sort of stick in your bones when you are raised in the church. And so even though I have a new understanding of grace, a new understanding of God, and the unbelievable depth of love that God has for us, rather than like anger and disappointment, that was revolutionary, but that still is in there. That little like gnawing fear of what if I was wrong? And so before I release gay kids, I'm going to just tell you real frankly, again, super queer, super gay. But I was like, hey, I just like pray to the Holy Spirit. Hey, I'm just making sure we're cool. Like I'm just spreading love and joy. Are you cool with that? <laughs> and, and, and my best friend Kelly was also raised in the evangelical church, not the Pentecostal church, but also very, very scripturally conservative 
there's writing around, blah, blah, blah. And so she's the one who made the video. I made the song and it's just all so much love and joy. And I really believe that the Holy Spirit said, yeah, this right here, this releasing of this song in particular at this moment in time is the answer to all of your prayers as a teenager and in, in your 20s for both of you. This is the kingdom of God on earth. This is exactly where you're supposed to be and you doing the will and the work of God in the world. And it was just like, Whoa! like it got all the way down to my bones when I had that. And so whether that's just me in my own brain or actually God speaking to me, I'm not going to know till I die. But if I go out and then the God that I knew as a child was the actual God, the disciplinary people are ready to go to hell, whatever, I'm really cool going out in love. Then I'm like, great. If that's the thing, but I just, what I understand of God now, I, I just, it doesn't make logical sense that the creator of the universe would just be ready to smite people and create people very gay and be like, no, but for you, for your whole life, you're going to need to deny intrinsically what's in your body and your heart. Like just the theology I was raised with as an adult, if you look at it logically, it's just so effed. And like all of creation makes so much more sense in cre creation, inspiration, abundance. Like it just, yeah. And so I'm, I'm delighted to understand God differently. Part of that journey was um, I, I started doing yoga. A friend of mine was a teacher. And from the very first yoga class I went to, I started having visions. And like my Pentecostal youth self would have shit herself seeing such distinct visions from God. The Holy Spirit would come and sit by me and like pour love and peace into my body and tell me truth and give me insights. Like from the, the very first class, I literally laid down at the very end, you lay in corpse pose or shavasana. You like lay your arms out and your legs out and you're on your back and you're just out. So you've worked your butt off. You've gotten fully in touch with your body, your feet on the ground. You felt your old stuff worked your ass off, and then you just lay down at the end. And the very first class, I saw myself as a baby holding my stomach. And then there was a felted wool cocoon that went over that. And then I saw my little girl self and my hand was over my vagina. And then a felted wool, wool cocoon went over that. And the teenager had her hands over her ears. And then each layer, I was like a Russian nesting doll and every other younger version of myself was inside of myself. But I am so bulky and bumpy because I am out of alignment because of the trauma that I suffered. And so then my old lady self came to me and started cutting away the layers and placing me back in alignment and just saying, your body is your body. No one gets to be here that's not invited. You get to choose who speaks into your life, blah, blah, blah. And you're safe, you're safe. And if that is not a metaphor for like, you have to do your own work. And the same went for people that are skinny or people that are whatever that thing is. But it was such a profound understanding of like of myself. And, the, and it just, I had vision, visions after visions in so many classes. And, and that's where that work of the Holy Spirit started of like, you're enough right this minute. Your body has served you beautifully. Like, Who's to say that's not my imagination or whatever, but it, it just gave me radical understanding of 
spirituality and humanity. That is so powerful. <laughs> I know. Aren't I a lucky duck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then as soon as I got my ego in there and tried to learn how to be a teacher, then all those visions went away. And I'm sure they'll be back at some point. And I just have to get back into practicing yoga again because, of course, over quarantine, everything is God way. But yeah, no, I mean, and then God has used mushrooms to give me insight and visions and understanding and you know, yes. all sorts of fun things. I yeah, love yeah. it. Oh, let me tell you what. It's not a topic that we've broached on Queerology, but I think you and I could probably have a great conversation about shrooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is crazy because when I grew up, man, that there's no way. Right. Oh, That was no way, Jose. No way. All of this is in my 40s. It's bananas. Yeah. Bananas. It's <laughs> such cool insight. But we don't have to talk about it on here. But it we are talking about it. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying you can always, you can make your choices. But it, no. it is medicine and there's no doubt about it. Right. There is medicine yep. there. And, I, and, and, and really. But the way that my friend and I just talked about it recently, she was like, part of it is what's in your imagination, though. Like your visuals, your everything. That's all what's in your own brain. And I just have. If I could ever describe the intricacies of the beauty that I witness, I could never. It's astounding. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's powerful. I, I always joke that in some ways, like the slippery slope is real because here we are, like our parents' worst nightmares, like gay, talking about <laughs> doing shrooms, like all of the things that we were told as kids, like, this is what will happen. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yes, oh, it, it happened. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> How could I be damned for something that's awesome? <laughs> yeah, totally. Ooh. Oh my gosh, my mom would be just, she's so bummed that I'm queer. And it's just like, come on, Brenda, like literally to be in your forties and go, I don't need your approval, but I sure hope you get on board because this isn't going anywhere. Like, and I know it's a little crazy and you believed one thing for 69 years, but how can you not see the joy and the love? How can you not want that for me? But she's convinced that God is deeply grieved. And I would say, you, Mom, are deeply grieved. Right. God is delighted. Yes. <laughs> Reach. I mean, truly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, Rachel, how can yeah. people find your music, your work, yeah. if, they, if they want to? RachelKurtz.com is a great place to start. If, um, it's all on um, the majority of my music is on streaming platforms. I just need people to understand for any independent artist that they love, send them a little Venmo. Because if you stream their music, it would take you streaming gay kids 682 times for me to get $3. And so when you're like, oh my gosh, I love this artist so much. If they're an independent artist, send them $5. Like it's, we just can't make the money back like we used to. But I love streaming because it's very convenient. Gay Kids is the first thing I've only ever distributed so far digitally. Eventually I'm gonna make a double vinyl and that'll be on there. But but yeah, I just, you can just Google Rachel Kurtz and you'll find me. 
Amazing. Mm. I have thousands of CDs in my basement if you have a CD player. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Someday they're going to come back into vogue, like that the people are collecting cassettes now. 100%. Which is so funny to me. That you same, right? Like <laughs> CDs will be back. They will be. They'll be yeah. back. They'll be. Yep. Yep. Well, Rachel, this has been so much fun. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> You can find Rachel's music on your favorite streaming platform. And be sure to go leave her a tip over at rachelkurtz.com. Queerology is on Twitter and Instagram at QueerologyPod, or you can tweet me directly at Matthias Roberts. To find out how you can help keep the show on the air by becoming an active listener, head over to patreon.com slash Matthias Roberts. Another really easy way to support the show is by leaving a rating and a review. You can do that right in your podcast app or head over to MatthiasRoberts.com slash review and it'll take you right there. As always, I'd love to hear from you. If you have ideas of what you want to hear on the show or just want to say hi, reach out. And until next time, y'all, bye! Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.